Judas. Okay. I got a question. Brown 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 is is cocaine and gunpowder or some shit. Yeah. Like we that. need to start this podcast. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just yes. want to make sure that I don't. Anyway. <clears throat> he doesn't want to embarrass himself at his drug dealer. Right. 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 I don't want to sound like a noob. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Make seven? We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Send around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Up yours. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? It's the most wonderful time. It's not Christmas when we're talking about those thick, meaty thighs. And I'm not talking turkey, kids. It's JCVD, Van Damuary, baby. Ooh, and it's sort of a special Van Damuary. It's a villainous Van Damuary. It's a Okay, it kind of turned into a villainous Van Damuary. And... Mm -hmm. We're here for it. We're seeing the naughtier side of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Oh, Damme. don't, don't like Damme. you putting it like that. Yeah. 90s R&B music here. Last week, I flew in not like a wrecking ball, but instead a Black Eagle with <gasps> Black Eagle starring Shokasugi and Jean-Claude Van Damme. This week, Jake Heppett and a Villainous Bane, what did you bring? This week, we watched 2013's Enemies Closer. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Orlando Jones. Terrible name. Orlando Jones? No, 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 no. The the title of the film, Enemies Closer. (laughs) Terrible name. It's perfect. Excuse me? No, Orlando Jones has a top tier name. Yeah, Yeah, I'm saying. I'm like, what do you mean? It's got a great lilt to it. And Enemies Closer is the third Van Damme movie directed by Peter Hyams. The second two being Time Cop and Sudden Death. Which are both shitty cinema classics. Really? Yeah. Yes. Sudden I mean, Death is a movie. Sudden Death that I is love. the only way I can start a conversation with someone who watches hockey. And then I have to excuse myself when I'm done talking at them because I'm just like, uh, okay, that's all for this week. Bye. <laughs> I've trapped so many men with that conversation. <laughs> Oh, you like hockey? Well, how do you feel about terrorists planting a bomb in the Penguin Stadium? <laughs> it's like, oh, you like hockey? My favorite team's the Penguins. You know why? They're just like, oh my God, I don't fucking care. But usually that closes any sale because they want me to stop. They need me to stop talking at them. Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Right. Here's your setup. You were out hiking along the uh, U.S.-Canadian border uh, when you saw a package come floating down out of the sky. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, but before you've got time to investigate, some Mounties come riding up behind you. Horses! The RCMP. Yeah, the RCMP. Unfortunately for you, one of these Mounties is a very vegan Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, and you are wearing leather shoes. I am. I would be. That's true. You've got about 10 seconds before he leaps out of his saddle to spin kick you to death. In that time, sell us on this movie. Let's do Die Hard, but on an island with a more boring John McClane navigating his PTSD with the brother of a man he killed while JCVD villainously chews up the scenery metaphorically and literally.
I think all 10 seconds. I think you really <laughs> filled I it out there. Lost. I got it lost was, in it. Yeah. <laughs> lost in a good way or lost in a bad way? Uh, in a good way, but also yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it accurately sums up the movie. But I don't know, Casey, you are in a precarious position yourself because when Jean-Claude Van Damme roundhouse kicks my head off, you're standing behind me and you know that it's so forceful that when my head explodes, it's going to blow up and blow your head up too. So in the 10 seconds before your head explodes following my head exploding, sell us on this movie. JC Vegan D tries to clean up his local waterways in a way that Captain Planet's bitch ass wishes he could, all while some pesky kids are slowly murdering his crew. Nine seconds. And I liked that you really used the alliteration to the max there, Casey. I didn't mean yeah, to. JC Vegan D is an yeah. uncomfortable <laughs> series it was of sounds. A challenge, honestly. Do not like that. Also love, though, that you made it sound like some kind of like reverse horror Scooby-Doo situation. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I can't pay attention to what the plot's trying to tell me. I have to go, who do I like the best? Okay. And it's JCVD, so the, he's the good guy. All right. Well, before we sort out the veganism or all of the crazy the drama that's going on, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. In Enemies Closer, JCVD plays the French-Canadian drug lord Xander. Xander heads to Kings Island just this side of the U.S.-Canadian border for a lovely weekend getaway. It has nothing, at all nothing, to do with the plane that crashed carrying 50 pounds of pure Colombian snow. Was it for sure from Colombian? No. If I you just, can't I... get Colombian, store-bought's fine. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this fair trade heroin? By nature, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Kings Island, which is a tourist spot, but everyone has to leave by dark. Only two people live there. Sanderson, the cantankerous old man living off the grid, and park ranger Henry. Just before Xander arrived, the awkward Henry helped a nice young injured girl named Kayla back to her canoe, where she asked him on a date, and damn, he really tries to play down the thirst. But, come on man, you live in the woods. I know, right? But he isn't going to get a chance to get lucky anyway. Before the date, Orlando Jones' character Clay rolls in for the express purpose of putting a bullet into Henry's brain. See, back in the day, old Henry was a Navy SEAL and the commanding officer of Clay's baby brother, and Clay blames Henry for abandoning his baby brother and wants to get biblical on his ass. Clay takes Henry out into the island to kill him, but before he can, Xander and his crew show up in a pontoon boat pretending to be ice. Henry knows they're full of shit, so he and Clay escape, but not before killing Xander's diver. Henry takes them to old man Sanderson's house so that they can use his phone, call in Johnny Law. Yeah, apparently Henry doesn't get what off the grid means. Sanderson doesn't have a phone. He doesn't need a phone. But his warning shot alerts Xander to their location. Now, Xander wants Henry alive so that he can dive for his H. He and crew siege Sanderson's cabin. However, Sanderson gives up his life like a G to let Henry and Clay escape. So the two of them get away and begin to systematically kill all of Xander's men. Henry even creates a killing field that we'll talk about later because holy shit, the boy's got his bushcraft down. <laughs> Xander radios them and reveals that he actually has Kayla back on the island. Since Henry no-showed on his date, she returned to the island to check on him and got captured by Xander. Henry decides to surrender and Clay doesn't because he's not that kind of dum-dum. Xander takes Henry out to dive for the drugs while Clay uses that time to rescue Kayla by killing off Xander's last stooge. Plot twist, 
Kayla's working with Xander. So then Clay beats her ass too. Got to. Yeah, she's not done yet though. When Henry grabbed the H, he found a rifle that works even after being submerged underwater. When they get back to shore, he finds Clay holding Kayla hostage and she screams about it, pretending to be a victim. She's being repressed! Classic Kayla. Come see the violence inherent in the system! (laughs) She's a duplicitous bitch, and it creates enough of a gap to start a fight. She manages to survive the attack to hear Xander tell her, You fuck up, baby, that's no good, before snapping her neck. So hot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm brave enough to say it. It was. Anywho, Xander chases after Henry, eventually getting back to the pontoon boat with the heroine. Henry makes it on the pontoon, and the ensuing fight causes gasoline to begin leaking from the motor. Henry ends up getting thrown into water, but he barely manages to grab a flare before being kicked all the way in. And then he lights the flare, tosses it into the stream of gasoline, which races down to the boat, causing it to explode. And then Henry swims to shore, and they they just end the movie. But it didn't race towards Henry, too, because no. he was just, like, wading in the gasoline water. Yeah, it's one-way Spire gasoline, one way, Oh, one-way gasoline. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the one How I can never afford. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. my, you know, my car takes know. regular. Yeah. You know, <laughs> game rules where you have to you, you hold the direction and then the fire goes in the direction that you throw it. Right. Although, I would have loved if that's how the movie had ended with him jumping off the boat and opening the flare and Almost, and he throws it in, and it's just he just catches fire, and the boat's just fine. <laughs> that would have been so much better. And Van Dam just right. gets away. Van Dam looks back and just like, ah, see, gasoline will be the death of you, ha ha. And then yeah. he rides off into the night with his heroine. And what the more end. do you want? What what wasn't fulfilled for you? The no, Henry I, Kayla I date because I, I really did. a barrier. Oh no, the most. The most interesting story of this movie is what's going to come after it. We got maybe a couple dozen dead people. We got 50 pounds of heroin. And then like, oh, wait. So uh, Orlando Jones, why were you on the island again? I think there's there's at least 12 dead people on the island. I was going to make seven uh, up Up yours. yours. (laughs) Up his. But I decided not to. You're right, though. That. Whatever's going to come after this is really going to be interesting because explaining yeah. how you're the only two survivors and there's all these people and what was going on is going to be a legal adventure, to say the least. We are told that we're supposed to feel for our protagonist because he's got this fucked up shit. You know, he's got PTSD from the war and his wife kicked him out and he hasn't seen in his child in three years and he's been living on this island. But they don't actually resolve that storyline. They just tell us to feel bad about that. And they forgot that the important part of Die Hard is when he gets back together with his wife. <laughs> so, like, that is still yet to come. That comes yeah, after so, the like, movie. He tells the cops and then the cops tell her and they're like, hey, listen, you got to come down here and take him back. He just killed, like, 11 people. Yeah, in the like, name of- like America. You remember that husband that you kicked out because of the PTSD he had? He's just got more now. Legally, right. you have to be in love with him again. 
it's a weird plot element to include because up to this point, he is a soldier who came back from the war, haunted by his memories of it, and it caused his relationship with his wife to just go to pieces and he went out to this island to live by himself and get his head right. That is a yeah. perfectly fine backstory right. for the protagonist of a film like this. And then right. you throw in, oh, and he had a kid he hasn't seen in three years. And it fucks up all of it. It fucks the whole thing up. Can it I just, give you, you a no, better you one? No, you can't. Sure. What do you, what's the better one? Rather than giving us all of that, they could have just been like, hey, he was a soldier and all this crazy shit happened and then he came back home and the economy sucks. So he's a park ranger because he's able to do it and it makes money. Yeah, I, I think that cutting out the whole wife and kid thing would have made everything better. Just like are these I went people? to the war. I was haunted by it. You don't even have to have the economy sucks. It could just, I went to the war. I was haunted by it. And now I live in the middle of nowhere. Done. Done. Everything we need, and and I think the only reason that he has the kid is so that later in the film, JCVD yeah. can threaten it. Threaten his mom. Uh, yeah, like, you could just, who cares? Right, threaten his mom, threaten right. old man Sanderson and appeal to his right. sense of humanity and being a protector. Threaten a random yeah. hiker on the fucking island. There's better right. ways around this than introducing a child that he abandoned and making me feel weird about him as a hero now. <laughs> Maybe, like, also, I'm too jaded from K-dramas, but, like, a kid, it doesn't affect me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're killing kids with buses all the time in their shows over there. So Man, it's like, that's eh. savage. But when old people die, I get really sad, especially if it's a <laughs> I mean, especially if it's a violent death. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, that. you didn't yeah. deserve to go out like that. You were a good person. Violent death on elderly is, is a... Yeah, it's awful. So them, difficult. like, threatening his elderly mom, like, we're going to pinch off her dialysis. You know, <laughs> that's... Or they could, you know, beat her to death. But whatever, like... Sure, it's just, right. That would be tugging at the heartstrings more. Like, wow, right. he cares about his mom. The kid, I'm just like, okay, yeah. you're flawed as fuck. Good. Right, so while we're bitching about Henry here... Like, already him abandoning a child is a little bit weird. But then Orlando Jones' character is introduced who wants to murder him because he blames him for the death of his brother under his service, right? When yeah, they Clay. Were in the military. Right, right. Clay. And I'm, I'm okay with this element of him trying to get Clay to understand that his brother was just doing his job and nobody's really at fault aside from, you know, the, the machine that sent them over there, blah, blah, blah. But then around... The second act of the movie, Henry starts kind of blaming Orlando Jones, like, and who was it who told him he had to be the first one through the door every time, Orlando? <laughs> like, bro, are you trying to tell him it's his fault his brother died? So it comes off as though he's trying to uh, promote the, the good things that Orlando Jones instilled in him, right? Because Clay always talks about how he pushed his brother and so he's like, yeah, he did these really courageous things because you always pushed him, man. But it does come off <laughs> like, like, yeah, uh, what and reason that, do you think yeah. he walked in there? <laughs> and that's why he's dead now. <laughs> it was just... And because someone was always on his fucking back. What is he okay. coming back to? And on that same topic, there are at least two times in the movie where they're... Right, so, so Clay's whole thing with Henry is that Henry abandoned Clay's brother. 
And that's why, you know, you don't leave a man behind. And then there's at least two points in the movie where Clay suggests leaving someone and Henry aggressively calls (laughs) him out. Like, oh, Oh. yeah, you think it's just easier we just leave him. Okay, also, I just had an epiphany. That's the reason, the other reason they put the abandoned kid into the thing of like, then you're like, well, what really, you're supposed to ask yourself, like, what really happened in Iraq? Because he abandoned his kid, he surely would abandon a stranger. (laughs) Oh, I get it now. I see See? you, Mort. Again, just a weird element to include in the movie for some extra friction. (laughs) When you could have just said he was like an illegal hunter, the, the park ranger busted. You know, I'm going to say I actually bought the whole them not immediately trusting each other, at least Orlando Jones, not immediately trusting him. Yeah. Um, Because, OK, I bought. too. Yeah. You just save, you know, save my life because I'm still useful to you. As soon as I'm not, you could murder me. So, like, I'm going to keep one eye on you. I'm not sure if if the whole abandoning people was supposed to be the, the message of the film. <laughs> yeah, that's the moral. Sometimes you have to abandon people. <laughs> he abandoned his date with Kayla. <laughs> well, I mean, she was a duplicitous bitch, as Dave says. So, hey, 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 did he really hey, do the hey. wrong thing? She was. I feel like bitch is not a strong enough word. I don't know. She just looked like just like ah, my ankle's broken. Hey, how are you? Like, she was so weird from the. So I didn't, at first I was like, oh, she's evil when he first comes upon Kayla. And she's like, oops, I got squished in this log. <laughs> but I'm fine. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, clearly some shit's going down. Some guy's right. going to sneak out of the bushes. Well, that didn't happen. He l- helps her limp back to the cabin. She's like, oh, he picks her up. And she's like, don't tell my friends. Or I'll lose my feminist card. Yeah. And he's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. There's nothing that feminists hate more than to being helped when injured. I hate it. Um, But he gets her, like, so I kept expecting something to happen, and it didn't, and then he gets kidnapped and misses their date, and I thought we were just done because she's not present for the rest of the movie. As soon as she reappeared and, like, we kidnapped Kayla, I was like, oh, okay. She's going to be the totally honeypot. But I thought they just abandoned it, and I was okay with it. I would have liked that as much, too. <laughs> See, the movie would the movie wanted it to be a big surprise when she pulled her gun out at it. Right. I called it as soon as there's a line fairly early on when Van Dab's like, oh, don't worry, we have the park ranger taken care of for tonight. Like, oh, he paid a whore to bang him. <laughs> like, that's what Kayla was for. So he could just go bang Kayla. How did you like Orlando Jones in in this role as Clay? I I overall enjoyed it. Like I said, I thought the the motivations for his character being in this movie were kind of dumb and just trying to pack way too much into an already overstuffed plot. But Orlando Jones' performance was fun. I am a little disappointed that, like, why is it that every movie Arnold Schwarzenegger is in, he finds a way to say, I'll be back, or some of his he quotes himself in some way. Sure. But Orlando Jones never says, up yours, or drinks the 7-Up <laughs> in a movie. Disappointed. That would be so fun. Right. Like, if they, you know what, buddy? Up yours. Hey, you said the thing. Oh, I would have enjoyed yeah. that. Okay. I was thinking, because he plays a, a much more serious character than the sort of comical characters that he might be known for. 
And I thought sure, that he did but... well with it. He he was intimidating. I, I'm impressed with his range. Um, but I would have loved I, I was like, how does it how do we incorporate an up yours? Yes. At some point, yeah. if someone would have done something or he would have killed someone and been like, up yours, that would have been <laughs> fucking amazing. Right? Or he could have watched when Chris Van Dam fell into the tiger pit and he was like, up yours, because it like went up his leg. <laughs> he wasn't there in that scene, though, unfortunately. Also, Orlando Jones's stunt double was working. Oh, yeah. He yeah, yeah, was yeah. working. He did a great job. The fights were really good. I, I really enjoyed the fights were fun. They weren't perfect. But they did. I felt like they did a good job with them. The opening scene where Van Damme is dressed in those little baggy thighed Mountie pants and boots and he's making them all laugh. He's a clown. Make him laugh. <laughs> and he murders a guy with a fucking broken CD. He breaks a CD. Yeah. JCVD breaks a CD and slits this guy's throat hard, like struggles to but makes it happen. You know why? Because he's a vegan and he will repurpose those CDs as throat slitters for the office. He does. He does it amidst a lecture about cow farts and methane. It's fucking beautiful. He's such just a gem. You know what? I like a villain with a hook and (laughs) JCVD as the aggressively vegan villain. I can get down on that. I'm not saying it's well executed. It's not. It's something that they just kind of tack on every other scene or so. But still, it's it's something. My favorite fight, I don't know, there, there's two. So one of them that I really liked was the fight in the cabin early on in the movie between Henry and Clay, where they just destroy the cabin. And there's some great fights. They use a ton of props. They knock each other around. They destroy everything in the cabin. I really thought it was well done. Yeah, it was. Neither of them's a particularly great fighter in terms of like martial arts skill or anything, but it it's it sold itself well of Clay uh, trying to murder him and Henry I just so. grabbing anything. What? God damn it! I like watching a man get hit with an iron. All right. Right. Yeah. Just, oh, dude, no, it's so brutal. It, it felt like a fucking rage room. They just purposely <laughs> were like, we must destroy everything. Yeah, a little it's bit. an action yeah. movie. Right, uh, yeah, Jackie but Chan not in a great too. way. I disagree. No one's any Jackie Chan in this. I'll say Definitely that. Definitely not. Or, no. You know, it's just <laughs> they destroy everything in very conventional ways. You just right. You pick yeah, up a coffee it, table. The other guy just runs into it. There's nothing it looks too wild. Really going contrived. On here. It's not natural. It was like the Lawrence Welk of that. It's like, waltz over here and throw me into this, and then I throw you over this. The natural look would be for him to grab a coffee table, and then Clay just shoots him, and he's dead in the movie. So, <laughs> Right. You can still shoot through a coffee table. That's why we don't put coffee tables on tanks, okay? <laughs> dummy i forgot his name i just can we call that character george because he's george from uh gray's anatomy because i don't know his real name and it's embarrassing to keep being corrected so you change for me (laughs) all right case what did you think of the the iron to the face though because enemies closer has a few satisfying hits and i thought the iron was one of those that didn't look fun no (laughs) that looked painful 
Right, there's the, the iron to the face, and Orlando Jones delivers two other really good ones. There's the ore to the face, which he murders yeah. someone with, and then there is the pistol whip of Caleb. It is just fucking brutal. I don't knocks remember her out. the pistol whip. Uh, she's on the dock, and he knocks her down, and he picks up the pistol, and she goes to get up, and he just whop! And they, I thought yeah, he snapped was, her fucking neck on it. It was a hard hit. It did yeah. not look. She shouldn't have been get, coming to from that one anytime soon. Up She's got a yours. broken orbital bone. <laughs> yeah. That was right? a perfect time for you had so many places you could have put an up yours into this. Yeah. Ooh, would the pistol whip or the ore hitting be better? Both. Can't he just say it like a bunch in the movie every time he does <laughs> every something time he good? Kills someone? It's his catchphrase. I want Orlando Jones. Jo- right. Work it in as many times as you can. I'm just saying, if Wesley Snipes' character in Expendables 3 can go to jail for tax fraud, <laughs> Orlando Jones' character can deliver the line up yours. I Please. forgot about that! We need this. I forgot all about that! I have a question. I have a question for both of you. Okay, and yes. I'm curious if any of us have the same answer. What was the JCVD Mentos moment in this film? When did you hear the mu- the music? Fresh goes better. Oh, okay. Freshness. For my, for me, the only JCVD Mentos moment I can see. Well, no, I guess there's kind of two, um, but the one that I think works better is when he's pretending to be a Mountie. Uh, okay. And makes up his mind that he's going to murder all of the ICE agents. So he walks into it and then slowly shuts the doors behind him. That's the moment when the <laughs> Mentos mu- music comes in. And then it's just that him beating the shit out of ice agents <laughs> for five minutes. And so he pops like, a Mentos, turns to camera. I'm going to have to say you got to go- rewind a little bit before that. Because he's got to get bad news first. Like the one, the Mentos <laughs> commercial where the guy sits down in the wet paint and makes a pinstripe suit. Uh, yeah. So his sitting in yeah. wet paint is... Uh, his colleague not being able to convince the Americans to let them help them with the investigation. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's his wet paint moment. Okay. And then cut to him closing the doors and smiling. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm with you. I just, we got to have the fall first so we can rise yeah. like a phoenix. Jay, are you are you agreeing with the, the Mountie fight or do you have another moment that works better? What was your second one? Uh, my second is when he decides to murder the drunk man for his pontoon boat. As he's looking <laughs> over the pontoon boats, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, And then he picks the one with the drunk guy in it who's just hucking his empties into the water. Yeah, that's also a Mentos Freshmaker moment. Can I say that that could also be like an early 90s Coors Light commercial as well? <laughs> Of like this guy isn't Coors cold, and it's just like yeah. shh, all the snow comes in. They're like partying on the boat, and then it like pans over to the dead guy in the trash can. You'll know when the mountains turn blue. I I like the pontoon boat better personally because the water makes the freshness just pop. So okay, that's not my Mentos moment. No, what? I, how many Mentos moments are there then? It's what a JCVD film. My Mentos moment is when Van Damme has the backpack full of heroin and jauntily jogs to the pontoon boat to leave after oh, yeah. Ugly yeah. McGeorge face dives down <laughs> to get it. 
He literally is like skipping. That's why I'm just like, oh, he's, yeah. He's very happy to have a duffel bag full of heroin. I yeah, can see every single of one of his teeth from behind. It's great. And he doesn't have to split the money with any of his friends because they're all dead. Or his delinquent kid who keeps getting stabbed in tiger pits. Also, side note, how the fuck did George slash Kevin or whatever the lead guy's name is in like, so they're on the island, JCVD and the bad guys for a total of two hours. All This whole movie takes place in two hours. So it's Does like, it really? not quite in real time, but you know, it's like in halftime. So even if you sped it up two times on what planet would that guy have time to build a tiger pit, build a slidey trap, and build a funeral pyre. Okay. All while getting in fights, blowing up cabins, watching an old dude die, all this crazy shit, and dive for heroin. Right. And they've implied the island is small enough for them to get around within, like, ten minutes in any direction, it feels like. Can I propose a new backstory for our main character that I think makes it uh, a little bit more believable and better? Sure. Instead... Instead of a park ranger, uh, he is the the drug runners stumble upon a bushcraft YouTuber. He's like one of those guys, you know, like prehistoric yeah, tech guys out in the woods, right. right? So it's like a Home Alone situation, but with like more the violence. dudes that I watch build pools, like only using sticks and mud. Yeah, and that like exactly. their pools are nicer than my house. Exactly. Yeah. One of those guys, but oh, like, okay. but like I'm gonna show you how to build a tiger trap, and he just, but you know, he doesn't talk. It's Smash all totally that silent. like button, <laughs> yeah. If you like seeing Chris Van Dam get poked, share this with a friend. <laughs> Poke that subscribe <laughs> button. Every time Van Dam plays a villain, he plays a like Street Fighter style villain, it's gotta be some sort of <laughs> over the top dude with a shtick. Like think about like Expendables when he's the villain in that one, and it's yeah. the giant yeah. Satan Mark that he gives a weird monologue <laughs> about. Love it. Is it good? No, not yes. really. It's not, never a good performance, but it's memorable. And that's how I feel about his Fraser Crane hair and veganism <laughs> in the Mount in the Mountie costume in this. It's fucking uh, memorable. Loved his hair. The the veganism led to great lines. For example, when he gets shot at and he's like, nah, I don't use guns, but my friends do. And they just come in and fucking shoot shit up. I loved it. Or of course, his death, which his death might be one of the best villainous kills in history. Because he could have probably done something to avoid it, but he just he could have jumped off instead, the boat. Very right, easily. Instead, yeah. delivers a fucking line and goes out laughing maniacally. It's it's a fantastic villain death. Yeah. In that, like, it is like it's like a Power Rangers villain death. <laughs> First off, we've got the the setup of gasoline getting thrown off of the boat in this trail. So you see, like, oh, okay, somebody's gonna light the gasoline on fire. Boat blows up. It's great. And he, and JCVD grabs our hero, Henry, hero with air quotes, <laughs> gives that him this you. like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean, you will always remember the day you almost killed Jack Sparrow line and throws him off the boat. Henry lights the flare, says almost 
to commemorate that line lights it. That would have been perfectly fine to go out on. But no, we have just enough time to include a mention of his veganism and environmentalism with the line, I always knew gasoline would be the death of me and a villain laugh. That is (laughs) such a top tier villain death. You checked every box on the Captain Planet checklist there. You stayed true to thine self. It really... Man, it just, it was clear that Van Damme was having a lot of fun with the role, and it came through in that moment, and it, it, it's, it's a crime in some ways that this movie is so low budget, because I, I, I'm left wondering what we could have had with a little bit more money poured into it. Yeah. I'm not against the setup of Park Ranger Die Hard. I think that's a pretty good setup. We need a new Park Ranger, though. Yeah. It's yeah, not definitely. that dude yeah. from The Office, or not The Office, that other show that's like The Office. Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. The Guardians of the Galaxy Man. Oh, Chris Pratt. I don't want I would have picked someone different to play Henry, for sure. But with a little bit more money, they could have poured a little bit more money into the action. I love that it was a tight 85 minutes, and I, the yeah. editor, who's Peter Hamm's son, the, the director's son, has a good style. I like how it looked. I just... Wish they would have had a little bit more money to put into it. So weirdly, I cannot continue what I thought was going to be a very easy trend for this month of rating how well the writer justified JCVD doing the splits. I know. Because JCVD never does the splits in this movie. This Why? guy made Time Cop, one of the most iconic splits. Right. Like, does he, was he like, I peaked, I can't. That must have been it. After directing that, it was just like, well, why would I ever do that scene again? <laughs> why would he have his pants off? Well, here's the thing. He could take his, sh- his pants off and be like, I'm going to help dive too and have like those little Bond shorts. Because he's vegan. It's less material. Oh, it's less wasteful. I get it. Yeah. I can justify those shorts for anything. <laughs> Give me a noun. Casey at shittycinema.com is my email. Give me a noun and I'll make a justification for JCVD to wear those shorts. So then where would you have put the splits in the movie? I feel like the only really clean place to put them is going to be during the fight when he's pretending to be a Mountie. Yeah, I was going to say the opening fight. You know, that's Mm. just because... And, and also the costume just lends itself like it's it's a much better scene. I want to see him doing splits in a Mountie costume. That's amusing. Okay. Oh my god, uh, that would look so fun because of the extra fabric around right, the knees, right? like you by the it. knees. He look like a little circus clown. He could do it when he had the broken CD. So he kills a guy, slashes his throat, and then like maybe does the splits and like slashes some Achilles tendons or like the back of the knee Ooh. tendons. Yeah, or just do the splits to uppercut somebody in the balls. I don't care if I've seen it before. With the broken <laughs> CD, have a blood splurt. A blood splurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, 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 I would put it in a different scene. I was thinking about the time that JCVD did the splits on the two moving Volvo trucks, and I would put the splits during the fight in the tree between him and Henry, where he does the splits between two branches and fucking knocks Henry's ass out. Oh, yeah, classic. Wasn't that, uh, what, Universal Soldier when he's hiding in the top of a hallway and then drops down on a guy? We just just bring that one back, but now in the woods. Okay. Sure. Okay, great, great splits. 
that would have been an eight out of ten splits. I thought I you were going to say between a- two kayaks before they sink them. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But yeah, the trees are way better. And it feels like kind of like fun, like Chinese wushu movie. Of right. Like, All right, right. Here we go. Yeah. Maybe throw Stop a wire pretending. in there. See if it feels good. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Well, everyone, it's time in this villainous fandamuary to ask that final question. So 2013's Enemies Closer, Casey, would you watch it again? <sighs> the parts that JCVD weren't in were slow and boring as fuck. I mean, Orlando June, <laughs> Orlando Jones stole every scene he was acting in. But if he wasn't like doing something really dramatic, it really wasn't that fun. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, I would because the fight scenes <laughs> were great. They were a lot of fun. They were peppered throughout it. They wasn't like two and then done. Like they did. They were trying to do work the whole time. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Was it slow in some parts? Yes. But I've definitely watched and rewatched slower and worse movies. And this was a lot of fun. (laughs) Uncle Van Damme fucking serves as a crazy vegan villain. And he just he's having so much fun and it makes you have fun. Uh, So, yeah, I would watch this again. Dave, how about you? Enemies closer. Would you watch it again? Man. All right. Main character Henry is in offensively generic action here. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just I've seen this character so, so many times. And this is just the most boiled down, unseasoned chicken breast of an action hero you can like possibly have. Like a Hallmark have. movie actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Orlando Jones is great, but his character kind of sucks. Jean-Claude Van Damme feels like a Rocky and Bullwinkle villain. <laughs> uh, it's not well written, though the pacing's yeah. pretty solid overall. Um, it's crisp. Yeah, and the fight scenes are not necessarily good, but they are entertaining. So even though none of it's good in any objective measurement, yeah, I'm going to watch no! Enemies Closer again still. Because it's still entertaining in all of the steps, even if they are really, really predictable at all points. Because diehard clones are always good, and this is a pretty solid example of one. So that's two down so far. Jay, how about you? You chose this for us this week. Enemies Closer, would you watch it again? I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I killed it. I am loving this movie. You guys are exactly right. It's slow in parts. The parts with out van damme are a lot of times painful but the action is fun it might not be perfect i had a great time with it i really loved jcvd's villain it is it is really a like the movie is worth watching just for his performance as a villain alone and his death scene this might be my favorite villainous van damme performance i've ever seen so yeah i'm gonna be watching enemies closer again that's it The verdict is in. Three out of the three of us are going to come back and watch Enemies Closer again. But you should watch it. Tell us what you think. I would love to hear people's opinions, especially on the the death scene. I I got to know. What did we watch this on? We watched this on This is free on YouTube. It's you guys. It's free on YouTube. There's a lot of fun fighting. There's a stabby stab and an explosion. It's definitely worth wasting a little time on. You could do a lot worse, but Dave, you've got us next week. What are we watching? 
Well, I'm going to keep this villainous Van Damme-uary theme going. So next week, from 2001, we're going to be watching Replicant, which we've yes. seen before. Love yes. this movie. Yep. Well, Dave, we'll just have to wait till next week for a Van villain. In the meantime, check us out on social media, sh.ttycinema on Facebook, kc.cinema on Instagram, Patreon slash shitty cinema, and an extra special thank you to our Patreon. Now, in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, make a seven, and put it up yours if you know what I mean. J.B. Wallace. You never fucking call us, even after you teabag and ball us. But we still think that you're the tallest friend we have, because you gave us money to say that you're our favorite person this week. Your nipples were gonna tweak if you bring them to my face. I'll kick you into outer space like your name was Elon Musk, but you're way more moral than that, bro. Huh? <laughs>